0: You're listening to the Mind Your Own Dog Business Podcast. I'm your host, leading expert in dog business strategist, Kristen Lee. Guys, get ready for your journey, your journey to cutting edge marketing and sales, creating a standout kick-ass dog business brand, along with mastering your mindset that's going to smash all of those glass ceilings that have been holding you back and catapult your dog business to the next level with actionable steps you can take right away. We're going to empower you. We're going to grow you as you step into your authentic self, not only as a dog trainer, dog walker, or whatever slice of the pet industry you find yourself in, but as that badass entrepreneur. My mission is to disrupt the current norm, cut through the noise, cut through the bullshit, and empower the incredible women of the dog business industry to step into the spotlight, reclaim control, and transform not only their businesses, but their lives. It's real it's raw it's uncensored and it's what this dog business industry needs let's do this guys What is going on, all of my amazing, beautiful, badass dog business entrepreneurs? Hey, guys. Hey. Love you. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Mind Your Own Dog Biz Podcast. Guys, I say this all the time, but I think it's worth repeating every fucking episode. I am so honored that you're spending this time with me because I know all of you dog walkers, all of you pack hikers, your dog trainers out there that are listening, guys are motherfucking busy. And it means the world to me that you're taking the time tuning in. And many of you guys are actually taking action. Like, no other word besides that, you're actually taking action with all of this amazing content. And it makes me makes me so happy. And it just drives me and it makes grassroots dog school so happy to see you guys really not just surviving in your business, but actually fucking thriving and claiming back control and doing what you want and making motherfucking money because at the end of the day, money does matter. But that's a whole other episode. And I'm not going to go down that wormhole right now. So last week, we talked about stepping into the sea role of your dog training business or your dog walking business. Now today we're going to do part two. This is where there's some operational strategy and some content that you can start doing right now and taking the next steps and really, really, really fulfilling and stepping into that CEO role of your business. Now, if you haven't listened to that episode, guys, listen. Okay, here's the thing. I'm not a mindset coach, all right, at all. I don't even have a mindset coach for myself. But I strongly, strongly, strongly believe in stepping into the future version of yourself because and taking actions. Because having a really healthy mindset as an entrepreneur, not just as a human being, is critical, right? It's super critical. And if we're always consistently stuck in the scarcity mode, if we're always stuck kind of like, oh my god, I don't know what to do, in victimization mode or whatnot, and now I'm not victim blaming at all like I actually have a really good episode on that that's going to be released in a couple weeks about victimization with somebody who actually specializes in that wait a couple weeks it'll be released it's a really good one but when we're when we don't really have a super healthy mindset when we're always like woe is me the world sucks we have to really take a super hard reality check on those thought patterns and start to fucking break them because those are emotional reactivity And there are no places for the emotional reactivity in your business. Emotional, intelligent decision-making, absolutely backed by data, which we're going to talk about today. Fuck yeah. All right, so go back, listen to that episode, give it a listen, let your earbuds tickle and your brain get gasms and everything like that. Think of it as like some business ASMR. (laughs) All right, so super quick, just to give a heads up, because I know a lot of people have been reaching out to me lately on the gram, which I love, 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 love about how to work with me, how to work with grassroots as a whole. So what's really fucking cool, guys, is in the next week, we are actually opening up Dog Biz School for Enrollment. And we have two super new classes that and courses that everybody's actually invited to attend and apply for. Now, again, here's the thing. Grassroots Dog Biz School, myself, Maggie, Emily, Kasha, all of us here at the Team Grassroots, we don't just allow anybody to come into grassroots dog with school. Like if you go onto any of our websites, you're probably like, oh my God, I just want to, I want in, I want to buy in. You can't buy yourself in into grassroots. Okay. Same thing we teach you guys is not letting people go and take orders because there's no screening process and it also creates a really strong boundary. So if you have been interested in working with grassroots, now is the time to act on it, guys. Uh, our general dog business school is open for Roma. And then we're launching two new courses. First one is going to be all about those motherfucking sales, right? It doesn't matter what type of dog business you are in. This sales course is the first of its kind in the dog industry, like legit. And we've been working on this for almost a fucking year, really fine tuning it and making it available at an actual reasonable price point too. So, I would totally, 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 if you've been struggling with sales, even if it's like, I'm not in sales as a dog business owner. Learn a little bit more about it, hop on the phone with either me or Emily or Maggie, and we can chat about it and see how we can take you from, you know, where you're at, where you're just kind of surviving to the next point of where you're actually fucking thriving and you have control back. And we also are opening up uh, Dog Biz Evolution, which is really good if you've been in business not for not too long. It's not a beginner's course, but it's a foundational program that teaches you the fundamentals that's going to be, um, it's basically, we're going to take you on the path of least resistance with your dog business. And we're going to be like, okay, so Kristen, look around that corner there. This is what you might butt up against. And we're going to prepare you for everything else the market throws you at you. So if you're interested, you're going to probably see Facebook ads and Instagram ads for it holler at your girl. I love to love to invite you guys in and chat with you and see where you would be a good fit. If you're not a good fit, that's cool too. it like totally no harm, no foul. But we'll get you on the right path. And we'll figure out a strategy. And I might refer you out to another amazing dog business coach out there. All right. So today I want to hop on and talk about part two of stepping into the CEO role of your business. And I'm going to give you the motherfucking blueprint of the strategy operational strategy, and how to start moving forward. Now that we talked about that mindset, which I went on a little bit of a rant for, which is okay, thank you for coming to me right here, is we're going to talk about the actual strategy behind when you have that healthy mindset. So one of the first things when we start to talk about stepping into the CEO role, role of your business and start to getting a high level overview of how you act, how you think how you decide, is we have to start thinking about making decisions on data. And what we call this in corpo speak, corpo, I always call it that. By the way, I love that. It's funny story. I'm going to get off track really quick. I used to hate that I had a corporate background. It was like this whole thing of shame around with me, that, my MBA. But now I'm like, ooh, I can actually... actually give value to you guys out there, all of you dog trainers, with my corporate background. Now it makes me so excited. But when we talk about decision-making driven by data, that's something called DDDM. Decis- decision, because I can talk, right? Decision, um, data, Driven decision making. And it sounds super complex. It really does. But I don't want you guys to freak the fuck out over it. What DDDM is, it's a process, it's legit a process of collecting data based on your goals so if you go back to the beginning of this year or a couple weeks of this year uh, before the end of 2020 i gave you guys on how to actually set and establish goals and how to actually have uh, something called kpis key performance indicators and how to reverse engineer everything so it's not such a clusterfuck to you but when you when you set yourself up right and when you have these goals these measurable goals when you have these kpis that keep you in track right you can start to analyze patterns and get these facts and start to use these things, right? So this is why we're talking about mindset is huge when it comes to this, because when you have emotional reactivity in your decision making skills in your business, you start to turn almost like blind to the patterns, um, to being able to actually see an opportunity where it might not be where you want, it might be in a red status or kind of a yellow stratus. And kind of flipping them over to their head and saying, okay, so this is not going as planned. What can I do? How can I hold myself accountable? How can I hold my staff accountable to create strategies and activities that's going to benefit you in all different ways, right? So what you have to do is when you start making data driven decision making is you have to start saying, okay, what are some of my key business goals and analyze that data rather than merely like like going, okay, just making decisions based on assumptions of where I'm at, right? So what I'm going to actually implore you to do is go listen to my, my goal setting conversation that I had a couple weeks ago. Get some goals going. And guys, here's the thing too when you set goals don't fucking overthink them like at all like have them established hold them accountable um one really good exercise for all my people's employees make sure your goals are going to be reflected in your employees too have your employees set goals that are going to benefit your organization the overall uh, overall objectives of your organization so what you can do again is when you have this ability to make your higher level decisions based on data you take all of the emotional reactivity out of it, and you're able to see a clear path, right? We're not looking at the numbers. We're look, We're not looking at the numbers of, oh, my God, I can't afford it. Oh, my God, I'm fucking sinking. Oh, my God, I'm doing really well, but where the fuck is all my money going? You look at the patterns, you analyze it, and then you can start to make decisions based on those Binary facts, right? Because at the end of the day, numbers are binary; they're numbers. Like, there's no emotional trigger to them. So that's why, like, sometimes when you hear me talk about really high level sales and like people bringing in a lot of money a month, and then you heard my episode of like be beca- beware the the promises of seven figures, is when I talk about money and when I talk about earning potential. I don't have emotional attachment to it. Our clients at grassroots do not have emotional attachment to money. They just see it as an objective. They see it as the the currency and the the energy exchange for all their high-end work. And then they put it and they they're able to strategically put it in different buckets and investments and things like that. So they don't have to fucking freak out. But when people promise you really, really high level like income, like super quick, they're they're just making they're making it off emotions. And that's where it goes down a shithole. But yeah, that's a whole other story. So when we start to think about making decisions based on data, the next thing we have to start to think about is, okay, what are some of the fundamental business practices, right? And we're going to chat about that too. And then we're also going to talk about marketing as an art and as a science, because that is a huge thing. What's beautiful about marketing is if you are able to track data from your marketing from all different things that you do, you can still make fucking decisions. It's fucking amazing. It's like, oh my God. So this this little channel, right? So just say, for example, if you have a YouTube channel and you're tracking your 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 analytics from it. And then you're like, okay, where am I are people coming in from my YouTube channel that are becoming clients? Am I, you know, am I closing clients off my YouTube channel? And then it's like, all right, I can start moving a little bit more resources. When I when I mean resources, I just don't mean money, I mean time, equity, maybe potentially having somebody manage that for you and having a higher conversion rate, focus on higher content. Not putting it all in one basket, but when you have the science behind everything that you're doing, whether it's YouTube, Instagram, Facebook ads, Google ads, click, 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 click PM, whatever they want to call it, SEO type stuff, or if you're selling in person or whatever, you can start making adjustments around that and to have the highest ROI with it. And the next thing too, is when you are a high, high level CEO of your dog business, the biggest thing is going to be self fucking care. Oh my god, self care is huge, 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 but I'm not gonna go down that wormhole just yet. So what are we talking about with like fundamental business practices? So the fun to fucking mentals guys like I cannot tell you how many professionals that I talk to that aren't fucking structured right in their business. Now this is fundamental stuff. I get this you're probably rolling your eyes and everything like that. But make sure you structure your business correctly. Get a good fucking lawyer to help you decide whether you want to be an LLC, Whether you want to just be like a 1099 if you're working through somebody else, if you're working through Rover or WAG or whatever, or if you need to be a C-Corp or an S-Corp if you have employees and whatever. But you want to make sure you're structured carefully, guys, because this shit is going to protect you if anything goes wrong. And make sure you have a business bank account. I cannot tell you how many people I know don't have business bank accounts. Um, Another piece of fundamental business practices is don't focus on your finances solely when you're out of money you're running out of money or when it's tax time all right so what you want to start to do and you can go back and listen to some episodes i did with maggie around financials is understand what a business ledger is versus leaving it in the hands of a bookkeeper and accountant right i love bookkeepers i love accountants i love financial planners i shout out to charles in washington state hey guy hey charles love you dude but you know have somebody that's going to share the knowledge so you just don't feel blind to the numbers, right? So you understand what's really coming in, what's really going out, and where there's going to be areas of improvement. So like, for example, um, one of our newer clients, her name's Esther. She's based in, uh, in the greater Philadelphia area. And we were going through her financials earlier this week on a coaching call. And she's like, I'm feeling super overwhelmed. I want to hit this goal of a quarter, quarter mil this year. But then I feel like it's, it's unattainable. And then once we start to break down everything and like, okay, this is her goal. This is what she wants to do. This is what her current model is supporting. This is what she's currently bringing in. And when we remove that, it's like, oh shit, Esther, all you literally have to do is bring in 10 more clients that By the way, 10 more clients, just 10 more clients at this rate and structure this correctly, you're gonna hit your goal and more. And you're gonna have room for attrition, which means people leaving your contracts and stuff like that. Attrition's huge, guys, by the way. Understand what attrition is. Um, But it's like, okay, not being blind to it, understand where money is coming from. Uh, One of the biggest, fun, (laughs) one of the funniest things uh, which happened to me years ago is one somebody I used to mentor under was like when you hit a certain financial goal that you really want you are actually going to pass it and realize it like months later and that's super unhealthy and I can tell you guys when I had a goal of a certain amount of money per month it fucking happened and it was like oh okay yeah but if I had more of a an eye on my my money like my accounts and I had things structured properly again this was years and years ago I would have known. I would have been like, oh, fuck yeah, and moving on. So don't be blind to your cash flow. Don't be blind to your, you know, where your losses are going. Don't be a blind, scared, or shame. If you have debt, that's okay too. But, you know, get a really, 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 really structured, um, idea and overview on how to review your finances. I always say review your finances at least once a month. If not once a month, if you're not doing that once a month, you are going to find yourself in a really, really hot water when it comes time to certain things. But when you have a quarterly check-in, that would even be of something that everybody needs to do. So start having the fundamental business practices of holding yourself accountable with your goals, watching your funds, you know, making sure you have your goals and accounting and everything like that in your eye, like you understand that. Don't be blind, don't be ashamed of them. And don't be scared, right? Don't be scared of numbers. They're binary. Again, remember data driven decision making, taking away all the emotions of numbers. Now, here's the thing, too, is being – when you have a fundamental business practice down, be very proactive in it, too, as well. It's like, okay, identify, analyze, improve upon your existing processes. You know, sometimes people come to grassroots, come to me, and they're like, Kristen, I need to rip everything apart and just fucking restructure and, like, do everything differently. Let's, let's, Let's kind of, like, dump out the toys in the toy room, clean them, and organize them. Sometimes your processes are actually really, really fun. Fucking refined. Um, Not really refined, but they're really good and they're supportive. And all you might need to do is refine them. Um, Where I see this happening is a lot of people, when they come to branding code, they think they need to rebrand. And it's like, no, we just need to elevate your brand versus like ripping it all down and like making it naked and do that and also guys too it's like when you're proactive and looking at what's going on with your business what's working well what isn't working well what is like okay you can also pre- you can also prevent stagnancy like we talked about stagnancy before but like stagnancy is So rampant, and it's one of the reasons why there's so many disruptors coming into the dog training market and the dog walking market and the pet sitting market. So, change is scary, okay? Like, I get it, you know, change is scary, especially when it comes to the fundamentals. But having a mediocre business, guys, that is a legit fucking nightmare, okay? So, make sure your fundamentals are nailed down. The next thing is, it's like, okay, so let's talk about the art and science of marketing. I'm not going to go into it in depth because I know you guys have like plenty of episodes to listen to you can go to my website you can go the com or grassroots uh, dog biz or dog and download everything i have in marketing there's so many marketing resources but when we think about marketing again as an art and as a science and you're looking from a data-driven perspective is it allows you to research and understand like who your defined market is um you know i always like to say there's riches and niches bitches because there is and when you understand what your purchase behaviors are is for your ideal client for your prospective dog owner client you are able to create and have something and step into authority and connect with them at a deeper fucking level where they're going to be like, Oh my God, where were you my entire life? So something I talk about a lot, and I've seen this actually happen to some grassroots students over the years is it's like, all right, we start to build out a different style of program, right? We call them fusion programs at grassroots. And it's not only just for dog trainers, guys, we have pet sitters doing them. We have dog walkers and pack hikers and pack walkers doing them too. And it's like, all right, because you're almost unclear at first of who your market is and we start to help you guys build out these really, really high-end programs that, you know, dog walkers are doing like $2,500 a month per client – We go to our market and we're like, I think I have this idea. I think I have this idea. Or would you be interested, right? And that's where it's like, oh, hell no. Stop the fucking brakes. This is where we usually jump. And we don't jump on you to make you feel bad or anything. But we're like, no, don't do that because it kills authority. But when you do your research, when you fully understand your clients and what they want, not what they should want, that's huge, guys. It's what about your clients want, not what they should want because the shoulds are going to be in your program design and your offers, you're able to create something super high value and you're able to create messages that speak to them. And that goes into like creating messages that speak openly to your market. Now, this is where I see, and this always goes back to brand identity as well. But what happens is when we don't create messages to our market, to our defined fucking market, I'm getting really, really irritated right now, because this is a huge, this is something that I love to talk about, is we're not being bold, we're not being authentic. Now, authenticity is one of those keywords that is thrown around today, which I fucking hate, but I talk about being authentic all the time. Like if you hear me on this podcast, and anything on my materials this is authentically personally. like some people think i'm actually mean which i'm really not i'm actually like i always call myself i'm a soft teddy bear like when it comes to coaching like i do have feelings i am emotional myself i am a human being but i don't bring it into any of my content or you know i keep i keep that separated but when you start to speak to please everybody to not rock the boat to not make other dog trainers look at you and be like, Oh, who the fuck do they think they are? Or, um, you want to just kind of like go with the flow and you know, so-and-so is doing it this way. So I'm going to do it this way. Or I don't want somebody, I don't want somebody to look at my stuff and think I'm rude or mean or whatever. Or, you know, I want to make sure I have all the clients coming into me. You're not being solid on who you are, who you who you truly are, are as a dog professional. So I need you guys to fucking start being bold. Doesn't mean you need to curse at all. Like it doesn't mean that, but you want to be sure you create these messages that are custom tailored to your specific ideal perspective, motherfucking dog owner client not getting in the marketing trap of and being very toxic where you're actually marketing to other dog pros. It fucking happens. I see it on Instagram all the time. I see it on Facebook. I'm just like, why? Why? Those motherfuckers aren't paying you money. Start connecting to your audience. And when you start to connect to your audience, your your actual audience that pays you money, bitch, I can fucking tell you the results you're going to get every single time. Now, again, don't be broad. Broad. Broad is basic bitch. Don't be a fucking basic bitch in your content and your marketing. Be disruptive. Not everyone is going to like you or should like you, okay? If you go about your life making and pleasing everybody to like you, including clients, including uh, family, friends, peers, colleagues, bosses, everything like that, means I see two things happening. A, you have no motherfucking boundaries, which we're going to talk about soon, and B, it's exhausting. You are going to get so burnt out and trying to please everybody that you are going to turn into a bitter motherfucker super quick, super, super quick. And then when somebody's super bitter and like hates people, then you know what? If you're only in it for the dogs and you're bitter and you hate people, I'm putting my hands up at this point because that's a whole other story. But anyway, just make sure you have your messages specifically tailored to the people that are going to be a really good fit in your business. All right. Now let's chat about self-care. <sighs> can I, can I, I'm going to, I'm going to confess something super quick. I am horrible at self-care. I am horrible. A couple of weeks ago, I was at burnout mode, totally burnout mode. How do you know when you're at burnout mode? You have no patience. You snap at people, you snap at your family, your friends, you yell at your dog or your cat. I'm human. And it was because of my bound- my lack of boundaries around certain clients. And then when you put a boundary down, they fucking get really pissed off. It was lack of boundaries around my own self because we have to set boundaries for ourselves, Right? I told you before, there was 28 hours in a day, guys, and I only needed a half hour sleep. I'd be working 27 hours. Like It's Saturday right now and I should not be working, but I'm like, nope, I got to work. See, I'm already confessing a boundary. So I want to let you know when it comes to self-care, you're not alone if it's not a priority to you. And it's totally cool. This is creating awareness around it. So when we talk about self-care, when I talk about self-care, when Grassroots talks about self-care as a CEO of your business, you have to be radical with it, right? And when I talk about radical self-care, I'm not just talking about Running away from your business on vacations, weekends, holidays. It's not just turning off your phone at certain times. It's not just not checking emails, right? That's all part of self care. This is not radical self care. The best form, guys, of self care is healthy business practices. Super healthy because it's gonna keep you healthy emotionally, spiritually, body wise, and business wise. Organizing your day is huge shifting to a f- focus of actually working on your business versus in it and integrating holistic ways. Like, you know, I always crack up because I used to be the super athlete, right? If you know, you look at me now, I'm chubby, like, Oh, I'll admit it. I'm like, I have some extra fat on me. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, it's cool. Like, I'm, I'm a little softer in the middle. And I used to be the super athlete, I had a fucking six pack, I was quads, I was thinking about entering in bikini competition, figure competitions, because I was just jacked from years and years and years of a lot of weight training and physical activity, Olympic lifting and powerlifting. And because of being a busy business owner, again, see, I'm letting you guys know you're not immune from this, like I struggle with this too, is my conditioning went to shit and my, my health went to crap right? And I'm one of those people that like, it's nine o'clock at night and I'm like shoving cheese down my throat because I'm like, oh my God, I'm fucking starving. And I have a I have a hard time letting go of control. I'm like, oh, my husband can't make my dinner because I, he, he's not going to measure weight. Then I'm like, oh, I'm going to shove cheese down my throat. So when we talk about radical self-care is organizing your day around what you specifically need and having a hard focus on the things that are going to keep you going. All right. So think about that have a think around that and also having that hard boundary of yourself it's like you know what if this isn't going to serve my business if i don't find joy in the specific task i'm doing which is hard guys which is hard i'm not going to do it i can get to it i can get to it after the after everything else is done that's going to help me with my business but if it's a specific task you don't like to do in your business, set that boundary and be like, no, I'm not doing this. Fuck this. I'll go on to Fiverr. I'll go on to Upwork and I'll have a graphic designer do it for me. Or I'll have somebody edit this or proofread this or whatever. But we have to be super radical on how we take care of ourselves. Not again, not just turning our phones off. You know, that's again. I'm not saying leave your phones on at all. That's not what I'm talking about. But being very specific and setting boundaries with self-care. Okay, guys, it's huge. It is fucking huge. And then the last thing I actually want to talk about too is, you know, when it comes to self-care, when it comes to your mindset, having a healthy healthy mind is huge, spirit, body, soul, when it comes to your self-care. Is when you're thinking about your own value, when you start to really take in stock of your own value, a dogbiz CEO, no CEO doesn't go and comparison shops himself. All right. You should not be comparison shopping yourselves. Let that for be for the fucking cheap people that don't respect your time, they don't respect your influence, they don't respect your authority, and they don't respect your experience. You as a dog trainer, you as a dog walker should not be comparison shopping yourself. Do not base your fucking rates on comparison shopping, guys, like for yourself. Like, again, leave that to that market that doesn't understand, that doesn't appreciate, and that doesn't value you. You're the last person that should be comparison rating, comparison rate shopping yourself. All right, guys. So now you have the mindset And now you actually have the operational strategy to go be that amazing, badass dog business CEO, no matter what type of business you have. All right, guys, it has been a hot minute. Thank you again for listening to me. And I hope you guys all go out there and you have a badass motherfucking time stepping in to your true value and into your CEO role of your dog training business, your dog walking business, or whatever else you do in this beautiful world of dogs. Talk to you guys soon. Bye. Hey there, thank you for listening to another badass episode of Mind Your Own Dog Business. If you haven't already subscribed, what are you waiting for? Oh my god, go and subscribe now so you don't miss out on any of our content packed dog business jam sessions, plus special offers that I'm going to only be sharing with my amazing dog business entrepreneurial podcast listeners. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave a five-star kick-ass review so more amazing dog business owners just like yourself can find us and start to transform and disrupt their businesses and their lives unapologetically. And if you feel so inclined Feel free to tag me on Instagram with a screenshot of this episode and holler at your girl I'm at Dog Walker You can find me, Dog Walker Coach, and I'll pop up and I'll give you a special shout out. All right, guys, till next time. Bye.